forever. I'm not talking about coronavirus. Not allowed to talk about coronavirus. No, no, I'm just saying it's in lockdown because of not because of coronavirus. One thing that I have noticed, one thing I've observed whilst being in said lockdown is how much I want to be a cat. Yeah, they just sleep all day. It's great. They wreck podcasts by jumping on desks and trying to meow into microphones. But other than that, they have such a sound life. They yeah, just they wake just up when they like. Faff about a bit, go back to bed, maybe sick up. Yeah, yeah, that's quite maybe, common. Maybe lie in the sun for a bit. It's amazing how how long they can actually sleep, like 23 hours easily. That's insane. Yeah. What's the most amount you've ever slept in a day? Probably like a full day if I've been ill or something. Tw- no, no, like not ill. Just like a, yeah, I normal. used to be like, I used to spend a lot of time in bed. Yeah. Like when I lived at home with my parents, I quite liked my space and like my own ta- like time. So I would just spend all my time in r- room and that meant all time in bed, <laughs> just watching TV and stuff. Yeah. Nah. But yeah, there's been days where I've not got out of bed just because fuck can't it. Stand that. I'd have to get out of bed. Yeah, sometimes it's nice just to have a bed. I haven't done it for a long time. I don't think I've ever done it in this house. What, for like a full day? Yeah, like just like spend the whole day in bed. I like get up. I think... Yeah, you get up and then lie on the sofa and and wrap in a blanket. Yeah, I just make a new bed on the sofa. (laughs) You get out of the upstairs bed and go to the downstairs (laughs) bed. And then promptly fall asleep when we put a film on. Yeah. Oh, well, we've talked about it before. I know, that's why I said it. As soon as I watch a film, it's like... Although I managed to watch two quite successfully yesterday what without falling asleep. What did we watch? You watched something called... Is this Hannah's Recos? Not, well, no, might but well actually it. I might as well. Yeah. Like, so what did we watch? Is that what it's called? Hannah's Recos? Reckies? Hannah's... We watched... Uh, Hannah's Watchlist. Hannah's Watchlist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did I watch? I can't even remember now. It was um, called Crimson Peaks. Oh, Pe- Crimson Peaks. The peak of Peak. Crimson Peakness. Yeah, that was it. And it was weird. It was well weird. And then I watched The Knowing. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. Which... Would you like to have that ability? To to like to no, because it's awful. It's like she's predicting all of the natural no, like disasters of the world. Is it Nicholas Cage? Him? No, he doesn't. He doesn't have the knowing. He no, gets he a knows. list. Oh, yeah, that's he? true. Yeah, that's he gets true, a yeah. list from a child who has it. Yeah, has whispered to by these aliens, giving pre warning for all natural disasters for the next sixty years, and then you know, and pe- then that, and then it's like also we're telling you it's the end of things, end of days. When was that? In 2020? COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no. I can't remember what people, that You know, was people actually. have done that. I think if somebody did it about Kennedy, there was a, a lady who was a psychic was saying that the president's going to get shot and they were like, shut the fuck up. And uh, then then Kennedy got shot. How did they know? Well, that's this is actually a little tie into some some of what we're talking about today, actually. Oh, oh is it? Um, yeah, actual watch list is what I wrote down. Um Flight of the Navigator. Oh, brilliant. We watched that the other day. We so talked about like that the other day. Classic. Did we talk about that the other day? No. We said we were going to watch it. Maybe we said we were going to watch and it. And we have yeah. watched it. And now. we watched it. And we watched a couple of quite uh, <laughs> um, s- sort of specific to current event films. So we watched Outbreak, which is like an older um, film. Wasn't it's not film as good as Contagion. Contagion. Contagion's the one. Contagion. Contagion's well, the one. Yeah. That was that will. Uh, and that came back on like so. T- we, we, we like um, we rented it because it wasn't on Netflix, and then literally a week later they put it back on Netflix. I was like, why? I, know, yeah. I just spent money watching. Damn it! Happens every time. It happens like if I'm doing like a podcast subject, a topic or something, and you spend ages researching it, then you release it, and then immediately after you release it, it comes on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, that sucks, man. When you 
you try and you know you get some you try and do a subject on something and then you're like a week later something comes out on netflix which is like perfect and it prob- yeah it, yeah and then people think then that you've uh you've copied the idea or you've you've seen it and gone oh i'll do that that's not the case no bastards uh so we've got a few um shout outs this week so um geraldine ewins sound ruth stevenson Jenny Clark and Penny White all get shout-outs this week. Thanks for liking the page. Female Massive. And then also this week's share winner, so get some stickies, um, Karen Powell. Karen Powell, stickies. Get some stickies. <laughs> That's what they do, they sticky to things. <laughs> uh, stickies. Stickies. Hannah does talk like that. I do, yeah. That's like you want to know who what? that's. That's me. I, mean, I say stupid you get stuff some, like, like fish for your fish tank and call them fishies and froggies. Froggy. Yeah. If I well, buy one and not the other one, will the other froggy get lonely? I actually what? <laughs> no, it was the fish. I actually said that. Like there was two fish in a tank, and I bought one of them, and I was like, "Will it be lonely without will the other one?" Will it break his heart? <laughs> will it break that fishy's heart? The guy looked at me and was like, uh, "These are fish. What are you talking about?" <laughs> we both looked at you like that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the watch list and the shout-outs for this week. You got anything? Anyone? Social media stuff. Social oh, social media, You're yeah. Quite, usually quite good at that. Uh, so, yeah, usual Robots for Eyes on Facebook. Um, if you share the post once it goes up there, write your name down and you'll be in with a chance of getting a share win. Robots for Eyes on Instagram. Imagine that. Imagine that. And then... Um, you know, there's the, if you write a review on iTunes, give us a screenshot, DM us a screenshot so that we can send you some swag. Swag, bitches. Should we go on the pod? Yeah. week it's my turn again obviously. is this one that was on the list yes okay right i went through your list highlighted all the ones in red that you'd already done and put episode no- numbers by and i'm not that's not strictly like that i know but like and then i highlighted ones in green that i thought i'd be interested in doing research and stuff so okay. this was one of them okay so th- I, I should be familiar with i wanted with to do these, something then. else but I feel like that's going to take a while to research. So Is this the one that you were saying yesterday? I, I think might this one two. might be a two-part. Might be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if, something, if something's going to go into two parts or you, you're trying to cram information in for an episode, just go into no. two parts. I mean, I think you could say for any kind of subject, really, you could go into like way more detail like this, for example. You could just, there's so many rabbit holes you could go down. Yeah, it's kind and of... And in r- the beginning when I started looking into this one, I couldn't really find anything like concrete i had to really like change the way i searched like what search words i used to yeah 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 actually find information because this um is known as something more widely known as something else so when i when i typed it in it just came up with a load of that stuff so have i wrote it down in my list of something what is it what we doing it's uh, the quickening. The quickening, right, yeah. okay. I so know. apparently the quickening is a phrase used in pregnancy. What? When That's not what I thought. something turns, I don't know, some kind of like something does something. 
Well, oh, I think it's when you first the the mother first feels the baby kick. The quickening. It's what it's it's a, it's a word to describe um, ra- how quickly you're going to approach the end of your life when you're having a baby because it's all no. over from that point. <laughs> in. No, it's that apparently it's when the baby first starts to kick and the like the the female f- start, starts to actually feel the presence of this baby inside her so parasite when i typed the quickening it was like pregnancy this pregnancy that i was like that's not what i thought this was about that's not (laughs) what tom thought it was about he's not doing podcasts on pregnancy although that would probably be a laugh well could do what's up to you i'm not it's boring okay fuck it (laughs) so um I've got a little like poem which I so found. Do you, you didn't say what it was. The quickening. No, yeah. I've got to get to that. So um, this might give it away, but this is a fun little on my sort of research little journey. I found this a little poem. So how did it get so late so soon? Is it's night before it's afternoon? December is here before it's June. My goodness, how the time has flown. How did it get late so soon? So that's a Dr. Zeus um, poem. Right. So that kind of like sums up. I'm a Neanderthal. I would never have known that. No, well, I didn't either until I found (laughs) a random, it randomly in some research I was doing. So so a definition of the quickening, uh, the feeling that in recent years, the progression of time has accelerated, signaling, signaling the nearing of a global event or paradigm shift. The okay. compression of time. Right, because I thought the quickening was... See, I obviously wrote that on the list. That's where you saw it from. It's the theory that it's not necessarily... I didn't... I mean, I've done very no research really into this, but the theory that time is somehow speeding up, yep. not just for the individual, but in general. So there are many theories around this subject. Some quite scientific some t- this quite is gonna, tell you what, it's gonna t- ethereal t- t- type it's going to tie in well to the podcast we're going to do next week as oh well. really okay good so many people across the world um are experiencing the feeling that time is speeding up in recent years and this is more specifically more re- in more recent years like that's the the whole thing is that it's sort of something that's happened in the last 20 you know sort of I don't know, fifty years or so. Oh, so it's a, a, a right. It's more of a recent thing, yeah. I thought it was just something potentially like uh, everyone experiences well, it. Well, well, do they? Well, so um, time seems to be moving a lot faster for people. So, what's causing this feeling of time acceleration? So, I've got a few different approaches, theories that I looked up. And but it is true, though. Before you go into that, into that, the reason. But it does feel like it. Well, and it there's really many, does. many theories as to why. Uh, you know, some. Like I say, way more believable than others. <laughs> yeah, old age. So I'm going to start with the science and the human resonance. The human resonance. The human resonance. Have you ever heard of that? No. I'm kind of surprised because that's quite like a thing that you would y- usually come. I'm not looked into this at all, so I'm, I'm blind to it. So um, every second, lightning flashes some 50 times on Earth. Uh, together, these just discharges coalesce and get stronger creating electromagnetic wave circling around the earth. So is this a thing? Yeah, this is a scientific thing. And therefore creates a beating pulse between the ground and the lower ionosphere. About 60 miles up the atmosphere, um, the electromagnetic signature is known as the Schumann resonance. Right. So let's get a little background into what that actually is. Um, so the Schumann resonance, or the SR, I'm just going to call it because it's actually quite hard words to say, <laughs> uh, for short, are, um, and what they're used for, uh, 
is spectrum peaks in extremely low frequency, so ELF, portion of the Earth's electromagnetic field. Um, Schumann re resonances are global electromagnetic resonances. There's lots of big words here. <laughs> Generating ad generated and excited by lightning discharges in the cavity formed between the Earth's surface and the Earth's ionosphere. So it's in the richer, denser, <coughs> more um, moist part parts of the atmosphere this is yeah. occurring. Yeah. So... Um, this global electromagnetic resonance phenomenon is named, oh God, there's that word, phenomenon, is named after physicist Winfred Otto Schumann, who predicted the SR mathematically in 1952. So some boffing. Some so boffing. this will be here. Some boffing and they found it And they went, oh, okay, we'll okay, name it after you. Yeah, well yeah, done. Yeah. Well done. Good job. Uh, the Schumann resonances occur between the space between the sur surface of the Earth and the conductive ionosphere and acts as a closed waveguard. There's a lot of words here. What I is don't. a closed waveguard? I don't know. Does it bounce yeah. it back down? So well, yeah, it doesn't it's like radiate a closed system. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. like stuck in between. There's like a little band between the Earth and the ionosphere that it... Cr it, cr it so it moves it around in that band that the ion yeah, yeah. ionosphere bounces it, it back. It, okay, it's like we frax it back. So observations of... Science, bro. Science. Um, of the Schumann resonance have been used to track global lightning activity owing to the connection between lightning and Earth's climate. Uh, it's also been suggested that the SRs also may be used to monitor global temperature variations and variations of water vapour in the upper yes. troposphere. <coughs> um, okay, and is this also something how they checked for atomic bomb blasts? But the, uh, the, the blast know. waves like resonating around. I didn't read that anywhere, no. I'm sure I've read something about that. Could we do something on weather manipulation and they were bouncing shit off the ionosphere and then back down to the oh. ground and then back up and they were able to use it as like oh, over well the horizon maybe, and yeah. radar and they could ping things around the world by using it like a bouncy ball. Maybe, yeah. Dun, 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 yeah. So, pong. Well, yeah, I mean, they're using the ionosphere. Like, this is a yeah. this is a way of sort of, of monitoring tiny, tiny little vibrations just the natural resonance of the, the resonance yeah. of that, that of that kind of section between in our atmosphere. Totally get it, man. Totally, totally get it. I understand it completely. It has been um, speculated that extraterrestrial lightning, so lightning on other planets, may also be detected and studied by means of that planet's human Renaissance signatures. Cool. So yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Well, they have seen lightning bolts on other planets, haven't they? Sure, they have yeah. like massive storms on Jupiter, like on Saturn and shit. So, um, SRs have also been used to study um, other phenomena too. So, uh, things like um, things that are going on in that lower ionosphere of Earth, yeah. and not only um, that, but it's been suggested it's also one way of to explore other, like I say, extraterrestrial celestial bodies as well. So, it forms like a, it's like um. A natural, I wouldn't say it's like a radar, but it's a natural signature that you can look yeah, for. Yeah, that you can look for in other planets as well as us. So that, what they're saying is that we've got this thing that happens on our planet and we can perhaps use that science to look at other planets and find out what, maybe get some science from that. Science, bro. Science. Rotate your owl for science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a new field of interest using SR is related to short-term earthquake, earthquake predictions. Okay. Um. And then there was some renewed interest in the Schumann resonance in 1993 when um, E.R. Williams showed a correlation between the SR's frequency and tropical air temperatures 
maybe going back to what you, you were saying about weather, suggesting it could be used to monitor global warming. Fuck yes, son. Science, bro. Science. I've gone one all over this now. <laughs> so this is where the Schumann resonance has been speculated. And I say speculated because I'm not sure how, like, a lot of what we've just said is definitely what the Schumann yeah, 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 resonance yeah, yeah. is used for. This... I'm a little dubious. No, about. no, this is the right podcast. It finds aliens. Yeah. So um, it's speculated to predict that time is actually speeding up or collapsing. Um, it is said that for thousands of years, the SR or pulse of the Earth has been at uh, 7.83 cycles per second. And the military have used, um, been using it as a reliable reference. So we can imagine it's a legitimate measure of vibration it's frequency, albeit very low. Right. Yes, like a, like a natural clock. What is it? Nine point something three. Uh, Seven point eight three cycles per second. So okay, yeah, it's, so like it's, it's actually like creating a, a pulse. Yeah, whatever. Like yeah, yeah. And it's stayed at that for an awfully long time. Yeah, like a natural quartz is always going to be a, a specific pulse that you can bet yeah. your bottom dollar. That you on. can, you can. It's a pulse you can monitor. Yeah. Right. So, it seems, however, that since around the nineteen eighties, that the SR has been slowly rising being recorded at 12 cycles per second. Okay. So it's sped up. Uh, so but it's getting faster, apparently. Does it speed up, slow down? Is this like a natural... Is this like... No, it's all very, very, very stat- uh, steadily stays. But we haven't got any long term... At 7.8 for a long time, and then all of a sudden it starts moving upwards. Okay, I was going to say that if there's been any long term sort of s- study in it, in the SR, you'd be able to... The frequency, you'd be able to know whether it changes over time or not. I don't suppose you... Well, yeah, there's there is long term study in it since and it's since been it constant. was a thing. And it's been constant, yeah, yeah, because they use it for all oh, sorts of shit. So, shit. so, breaking. so if you believe that um, that this could be possible, well, that would mean a twenty four hour day is being perceived more like sixteen hours. Now I've put in brackets here. Not quite so sure on that one. <laughs> um, I'm not sure that I don't think the science behind that research is very well. Well, the thing is, it c- if it how can it speed up the Earth's rotation in order to speed up or slow down a day? Yeah, exactly. I don't it's think just it's... A, it's, just it's just that, no. Okay, so this isn't... Well, I think I'm going to put this in your mind from the start. This isn't about... A day, it's time. Time itself. This is about our perception of time. Oh, okay. That's that's what the quickening's about. It's not about time actually getting quicker. Oh, okay. So everything in existence revolves around the vibrations of atoms, Right. So, um, and those atoms vibrate together to create uh, a third dimensional reality. This is get this gets a bit crazy. <laughs> well, that's matter, isn't it? It's just where we are. Yeah, and uh, well, it's our perception of matter. This is about perception. It's not about actual matter. She's going to be fucking banging with next week's one. This is um, like a warm up. So yeah, uh, atoms vibrate together to create a third dimensional reality, and that we as human beings perceive that in our world, right? That's what we perceive. Three dimensions of space. Length, width, and depth, and the the dimension of time, right? Um, I mean, there is a mind-bending possibility that many more dimensions exist out there, according to string theory. They do exist, man. And Definitely. the universe actually operates with up to ten dimensions, but that's a story for another day. T- time is a dimension, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I said. That time yeah, that's is what a I dimension. Mean. So there yeah. is, there's, there's multiple dimensions. So back to my point: uh, vibrations of atoms create our reality and that the atoms seem to vibrate faster that gives us the illusion of time is speeding up now again i'm not sure this is maybe a bit spectacle about the kind of research no, it's here. Fine, go. um 
physiologically our bodies have a sense of something speeding up but we're so we're, we're sensing something's moving faster but we're not sure what it is and our we can only attribute it to something that feels familiar to us which is time right but we don't fully perceive time anyway because we only perceive it we perceive it you know in a linear form don't we and there's arguments out there that it could be non-linear so that you can climb in and out of time like you can climb in and out of a canyon well to a photon that travels at the speed of light if if you're traveling at the speed of light you experience no time well, I mean, yeah, speed <coughs> so f- and time dilation and speed of light doesn't really come into this because this is how we perceive it on Earth. Yeah, well, I'm talking about perception because if, if say, you had like a, a photon of light being emitted from a galaxy four billion light years away, <coughs> sorry, um, if, say, I know it's not, but if, say, it was sentient and it could think, for you, it would take you if you were to perceive that the passage of time it would take four billion years at the speed of light but because when you're traveling at the speed of light you don't perceive time it's instantaneous everything happens instantaneously everything from the beginning of yeah, the but universe not on Earth to now, it doesn't it does if you're a photon of light yeah but we're not a photon of know, light with people <laughs> what i'm saying that what i'm saying is that time is not rigid no it isn't and like I say like you know if uh, and this is the thing so are we in a paradigm shift are our perceptions um of a fundamental change in our reality happening. Maybe. Are we starting to perceive time non-linear, in a non-linear form? Um, is our consciousness altering a course to comprehend a higher fourth dimension even? Okay. So, you, all right, yeah. So, so, yes, we may be able to talk about the fourth dimension and draw things to explain the theory, but are we really able to comprehend what our reality would look like in four dimensions? I don't know. I can't. Well, I think. See, I got because you know you can look at stuff online, and this is and this is four D, and this is five D. But really, think about what you, what you would look at outside, and what it would look like to you if it was if we perceived in four dimensions. I think we do perceive in four dimensions because if I was going to meet you um, at a, a location, I have to give you the coordinates for that location. It's you know in three dimensional space. It's here, here, and here, and here. It's all that, and there it is. But if you go to that dimension, that precise location that I've told you with them coordinates doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be there because I have to give you a dimension of time I have to say on this date at this time no, because it, it is a dimension if you don't yeah, have but the dimension that's part of time of our three dimensions no, space four, that, the way that I've like re- researched it and and looked at it before is that time is a dimension and and it is included in the way you perceive things in 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 this reality so right, we so, have right. a four dimensional Fine. world then three fifth. spatial dimensions and then you have a fourth dimension of time right, but you still so can't really comprehend, comprehend moving through it even though you're no, moving that's through what it mean. forward we now we're we can only move through forward it. through it forward we're all time forward fashion we can't go backwards we can't it seems, undo- it seems we can't go gone. forwards or backwards we can only perceive it at the moment it's coalescing yeah the moment which, when you think about a moment as well, like this moment now that we're talking, you can't gr- you can't really grasp the moment that you're in, because as soon as you try and like hit, we're sitting here now talking, that moment's gone now, yeah. and it's gone forever. So what what I'm saying here is that this Schumann resonance has been used by many speculators of this kind of event, this phenomenon, the quickening, the quickening, um, to kind of say, well. They, you know, they're taking something that, that exists in science and they're using it to try and prove their theories correct. Um, and I say, you know, it's not 
it's quite patchy the science in this and it's not factually that accurate that you know this human resonance is well, actually speeding up at all you see you're letting the side down because everything we do in this podcast is factual it's factual based in I'm fact sorry I'm sorry, I'm like... Like, not, like alien really abductions alien that abductions. We, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just released. So these kinds of theories Fact. that there's the SR or pulse of the earth is theorised, uh, like people you know, like Greg Braden, who was a big um, advocate of the theory that the magnetic poles would reverse in 2012. So this, a lot of what this prophecy shit, yeah, and we get onto that later, revolves around the Mayan kind of prophecy. Oh, and, right, okay. okay. In in the kind of more ethereal oh, yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of science. Yeah, yeah. But there's some very good arguments that this is happening for real reasons and we'll get into that. Okay. So not only do these theories fail to explain how the Schumann resonance actually affects our perception of time, the claims aren't actually that fact, you know, factually accurate and... Um, so is this a case of like a thing existing and people grabbing it on the internet and yeah, using and just it using it and get running away? Someone sort of did some research about yeah. something that could the pulse the s- of the earth because it sounds and then oh, the it sounds good t- and then yeah, and then yeah. they run with it. Yeah. The next thing you know. So there are many features that can affect the distribution um, of different frequencies caused by the Schumann resonance. Among them, atmospheric temperature, solar activity, but there's no real steady or alarming increase. Over there's going to be fluctuations so in uh, uh, over um, if you look at if you were to it dep- I suppose it all depends on how closely you can measure it but there's always going to be fluctuations yeah constantly yeah I mean if it, it's density of the air moisture over the ocean over the desert that's going to have a, an effect on it surely all, yeah all sorts of things so um, another point which I found quite interesting is that the days are technically but more important literally getting longer. Yeah. Due to tides and force of the moon. so And the fact that we're moving away from the uh, the sun. So I'm going to talk about that for a bit. So the moon is moving. Um, A study has said that the moon continues to move away from the earth at a rate of 3.82 centimetres a year. Massive amount. It's huge. Oh, that was, sorry, that might have deafened a few people. (laughs) Um, Researchers at the University of Wisconsin-Madison have found that 1.4 1.4 billion years ago, the moon orbited much, much closer to the planet, altering the way the Earth spins on its axis. Over billions of years, the moon has moved further and further away from the Earth, causing the tides to become much, much less dramatic. Oh, that's a point, yeah. So when the moon was close, it would it have been massive, like next level surfing. Next level surfing, yeah. And allowing, but then also allowing for complex life to form because at the beginning there, there wouldn't be very much life that would have been able to survive in that kind of environment. Yeah, the moon's a stabiliser, isn't it? Yeah. So the moon continues to move away from the Earth, making our days even longer. Um, one way researchers were able to make these calculations concerning Earth's rotation uh, more than a billion years ago was by looking at the sediments in a 90-million-year-old rock. Whoa. Um, and the information it gave about the planet's climate cycles. 19 million year old rock. Sedimentary rock. It's crazy, isn't it? Them, them spans of time, 90 million years. What, what? How long are we around for? Like 80, 90 if we're lucky, call it 100. Yeah. That means nothing, doesn't it? It means nothing. nothing. Well, I mean, Earth's billions and billions and billions of years old, so. Man, time. We're just a tiny little blip. On the Earth. Like if you watch the expanse of the universe, like if you could have all the events in the universe unfold over the course of an hour and you could watch them on screen, do, like your life wouldn't even register. No. And no, everything no, that you, you are, no one, gives a no. F- no one cares about it. Humans yeah, have we're nothing. Yeah, like we're in, we're in 
What's the word? We're, in the, we're here for a split second yeah. and we're fucking at the planet. <laughs> God. Uh, so the moon is believed to be moving away from the Earth, like we said, at yeah. a rate of 3.82 centimetres a year. Um, so it would be hundreds of millions of years. Millions and billions and yeah, but trillions. That, it, it sounds like a lot. You say hundreds of millions of years until, it, until, it, until you get Before say. we would actually be able to some recalculate how long a day would be. That's yep. what I'm saying. Like if we were still around... Oh, like enough. dinosaur times. Like if we you, were still, yeah, like, like the, the days would have been a lot shorter when the dinosaurs were. And around. the moon would have been bigger. And the moon would have been massive in the sky. Or would it? Would it have been though? Yeah. Like two hundred fifty million have been, years ago. It would have been enough to be stable though. It, yeah, because yeah. our life had to sort of, you know, How, would it be? Dis- we would have to like if you went back two hundred fifty million years, like the Jurassic era, and looked at, would you go fuck me? I reckon like the moon looks massive in the sky. I bet if you went back two hundred fifty million years, stood on the surface of the planet and looked up, you wouldn't even recognise the moon. It wouldn't look like it looks now. Yeah, it's got two hundred fifty million years of bombardment between now and then. Just a mad alien thing in the sky, and these giant lizards going. Fucking wicked. Counts back. Uh, using the geological artifacts along with data around about the speed at which the moon is moving away from the Earth has allowed accurate predi- predictions of the Earth's history um, than ever before. So uh, looking at this pulsing rhythm perceived in the rock and the history of life. Um, so factually, the days are getting longer. Yeah. Uh, but it's not actual time that we really um it's not time that's talking changing. about yeah, yeah. that's changing here. It's our perception. It's the mechanics of the solar system as well. Of of this time acceleration that is in question here. So I think it's a good time for a break. Let's do it. Acceleration of time. Acceleration of time. So, um, I'm going to talk about age and the proportional theory. Okay. Okay. So, the proportional theory denotes that as we age, our sense of present time begins to feel relatively short in comparison to our lifespan. So, a year may feel like a lot quicker in older age compared to childhood. Yeah. I think we all agree we've, with that. Yeah, we've all probably said it. You know the line, uh, didn't didn't the summer holidays just feel like f- forever? It did. The six it, weeks summer holiday feel forever when you were a kid. And then when you're like an adult and you're like, oh, great, the kids are off. We can get to work really quickly. The six weeks are over in, in yeah, no time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does seem like that. I remember the six weeks holiday. I don't know what they are around the world, but whatever. The summer holiday, the summer vacation. Vacation, that word. Yeah. But yeah, it's like... Um, it went on forever. I, yeah, I could yeah, do so like much. Forever. I felt like I could do like I could have like five lifetimes of fun in that six weeks to the point where I'd be like, oh, I'm getting bored now. There's nothing else I can do. I've been everywhere. I've, I've done, done everything. Everything in life I could possibly have done as a child. And well, then you go back to weeks. school, and then a week so at school feels like it lasts. God a year. knows what it feels like for the kids right now. Imagine being a newborn who's like off, just indefinitely oh, school. The, the kid, yeah, the kids have been on lockdown now for about four years. They're yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. Proportionally, it's going to feel, gonna feel like for forever, forever for them. They're going to be like, fucking let me out. <laughs> yeah. like, it's only been a week. You, it has your old speedo timer. <laughs> yeah. So the emotional quality of an event is also said to influence time perception. Yeah, that makes sense. So the saying, time really flies when you're having fun, is particularly correct. And that's true as well. Isn't that, that's cruel though, don't you think? You know, things are horrible. They last for a long time. Yeah. But when you, you're loving it, it'll only last two seconds. 
so get the, it on two yeah. seconds. So the passing of time is <laughs> quite puzzling, really. Um, there isn't many that will argue that a minute isn't doesn't consist of sixty seconds. And sixty an human hour seconds, yeah. Doesn't consist of sixty minutes, and a day doesn't consist of twenty four hours. But the perception of time can vary dramatically from person to per- person to person, one situation to the next. So yeah, yeah. this time can seem to race when you're having a great time or it can drag um, interminably when you're bored or actually want at the time work. to go quick. Yeah, yeah, like when you're at work, like when you and clock you, watch. And you do, and you get it on like a real micro scale as well. Like you think, oh, you know what? I'm going to have a cup of tea. I'm going to get, I'm going to have a lovely cup of tea. You put the kettle on and then you sit there and you're looking and at it and it doesn't fucking boil. Watch pot never boils, yeah, and then which it, it does. But and, then another day, and then another day, you press it and then you, you're like, I'm just going to nip into the lounge to get my cup. You come back, it's boiled five times. You're like, what's going on? So on rare occasion, it can also feel like time is standing still. Yeah. Um, so the difference between real time measured by clocks and calendars and our own in- individual sense of time can sometimes seem massive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is because in many ways we are architects of our own sense of time. Okay. Oh, okay. So you're saying that it's it's the individual is the one that... I suppose we've all got like a base sort of speed that we... we uh well, so humans have created reliable instruments to measure time by using predictable repeating events that occur naturally so such as a day turning to night <laughs> or summer or spring turning to summer we think of these events in terms of night of days weeks and years and we use clocks and calendars to mark their passage yeah but we also appear to possess an internal timepiece which regulates our circadian rhythm and allows us to use um to register the duration of events. I'm really good at that, I am. Yeah. I'm so really good at guesstimating time. pacemaker, as it's called, that's brilliant, to compare the length of each new event with representations stored in memory, which is why it can vastly change from person oh, to person. yeah. And then your memory, because as soon as you cast them into memory, then that changes everything because you might misremember it. So effectively, we build up a knowledge bank of what a minute, an hour and a day feels like. So that's what you say, you're good at that. Um, but unfortunately, our internal pacemaker doesn't always keep time as accurately as our external gadgets. Do. Maybe yours, bro. Mine's brilliant. <laughs> when when people ask me what time it is, I go to the minute. I'm like, it's 5.11. And what I'm what usually time good. is it? Uh, now it is a, um, 12.42. Oh, close, close though. Bastard. So individual so individual perceptions of time are strongly influenced by a level of focus, fi- um, physical state, and mood, mood, mood. In the right mood. In the right mood. Um, when our attention is uh, divided, like you say, the kettle, we focus and we focus our attention on multiple tasks. Time seems to pass much quicker. This may be because we pay less attention to the flow of time when we are multitasking. Yeah. So what you say, you put the kettle on, go to the, to the lounge and do something else. Have a quick wank. Have a quick wank. It boils pretty quick. Come well back. fast. That's that if you just minute. stand and watch the bloody kettle, it takes forever to boil. Um, so the emotional quality of an event also influences our perception of time. So negative emotional states such as feeling sad and happy so or if you bored. Were like, if you were locked up in prison for something that you hadn't done, 
Yeah, or like, if you had forever. bad mental health or yeah. if you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. felt unhappy or bored. Bored's one, isn't it? When you're bored, time just takes drags. Has the effect of making time feel as if it's passing away slowly. That sounds like it's dying. <laughs> yeah. um, fear has a particularly powerful effect on time, slowing down our internal clock so that the fearful event is perceived as lasting longer, allowing for better reaction to the fearful event. That's really interesting because I've experienced that when I crashed my motorbike, <coughs> well, s- several in well, my th- time. A lot of people would say, don't they, when they're in like an, uh, an accident, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like it, time almost stood still. It's, it's for me, when same, it happened same quite... For me. When it happened quite like um that i got a real strong sense of that occurring once and it, even at the time it was happening even though it it's instantly over <clears throat> i was kind of like i was i was thinking okay i've got loads of time to make decisions now i can look at the situation and i can position myself to ensure the best outcome for me and you're getting all that sort of ability in a split to, second in a split second yeah, yeah. nuts um brains clever so in stark contrast to the fun and you know fun and happy times seem to be over quickly hence the saying time flies flies when you're having fun. So just as time may slow or quicken depending on our current emotional state our perception of time can also become distorted as we get older. Yeah. So people over the age of 60 often report time becoming more variable. A variable. Yeah. Um, I would have just thought it'd been like constant accelerating so to death at that point. It, Christmas seems to come around sooner each year, and yet the days feel long and drawn out. Uh, huh? So, although I'm not 60 yet, I often feel time in this variable manner. You I do. do, yeah. So, as I'm sure many adults do, I often think, fuck, this week is draining and taking forever to go by, yet I feel like the months just fly by. So, I perceived time in the minutes and hours can feel really slow but the time uh, but my time perception and the bigger scheme of things feels like it's going really quick yeah yeah it's getting crazy man so that's like that's a variable perception i've not thought about it like that but yeah on the whole yeah you're right sometimes it can feel like it's dragging or sometimes it can feel like it's speeding up but on a whole when you look back and i look at it i do it like in like chunks of 10 years i look 10 years ago and then i and i think what Year yeah, 2010. Yeah. Well, it's like you and I, we've been together for 15, 16 years. That's crazy. And it's, what? How did that happen? It doesn't seem that long ago that we were just like those that those young teenagers. It's a lot fucking around. longer. So anomalies, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Anomalies, anomalies in the perception as we age may relate to a number of cognitive processes. Um, how much attention we devote to a task or how effectively we can divide our attention and multitask. So we've already established that multitasking, doing multiple things at once, makes time perceived to go faster because you're not paying attention to the time. Whereas if you clock watch and you want the time to pass, it persists, but you're paying attention more to it and it perceives to be going a lot slower. Yeah. So our efficiency in such domains gradually dampens as we age. So that may influence our subjective perception of time because this is really what it's all about it's our subjective perception well, that's of the time thi- that's the thing you can't you can't like it'd be difficult to if, ta- if time if like the, the quickening and that time is actually accelerating for some weird quirk of physics because that's that's where um, 
that's why I wrote that down um, in in the list. The topic. There's no it, weird quirk of no, but, it, but you wouldn't be able to measure it anyway. There isn't. You wouldn't be able to measure it anyway. Just say, let's just say, for instance, let's say, for instance, you, you it was, and you were falling towards a black hole, and time was getting like. Well, that would be. But but you still wouldn't be able to measure it because if you had your clock stopwatch you look at it a second is still a fucking second your perception of time is still the same you'd have to remove yourself from from time to observe it it's like that scene out of uh, interstellar when they when they go to the planet that's near a black hole their time dilation is that something you know i can't remember exactly what was 10 years is a second so they were there for for like four hours and but the the guy on the ship that was outside of the time dilation, yeah. it'd been like 30 years. Yeah, yeah. So you it's, it's you wouldn't be able to measure it. You wouldn't be able to measure it. You have to take yourself out of, essentially, that reality, that time but for them, envelope to measure it. The, so the, even if time, time was speeding up, you would never time know. And their aging process only p- past four hours. Yeah, the yeah. flight of the navigator is the same. Yeah. He takes him away, takes him like, I don't know, two hours. Speed of light. That to the speed of light down to, to another planet and they drop him back. It's been eight years on Yeah, Earth. so he's going at speed of light and effectively not ageing whilst everyone else on the Earth is getting older and older and older. And he went, there you go, he's only been gone two hours and his parents are like, what the fuck? Yep. So um, more importantly, our frame of reference for the duration of events also changes as we get older. So we store memories throughout our lives, which allows us to create personal timeline our perception of time may be in proportion to the length of our life. So this is known as the proportional theory. Um, As we age, our sense of present time begins to feel relatively short in comparison to our entire lifetime. So when you're a child and say 10 and you've not formed that many memories in your life timeline um, and therefore your sense of present feels longer... Whereas if you're 75, that you're, yeah, yeah. you've experienced 75 years worth of time, so then your present time feels shorter. So when you're four, one year is 25% of your entire life. No wonder yep. it feels like a long Whereas time. Whereas you're 75, one year is, is 75, yeah, 1%, out yeah, of, you know it, what I mean? It's it's like, yeah, it, it would be like, um, yeah, yeah, that makes total sense, proportional theory. I like the idea of that. Yeah. So, but the theory cannot fully explain our experience of present time as we can move from hour to hour and day to day independently from our past. Yeah. So memory could also play a key factor in time perception. The most vividly remembered experiences tend to occur in our formative years between the ages of 15 and 25. This decade is associated with the increase of self-defining memories known as the reminiscence bump. You know what? I was hammered for them for that decade. <laughs> I can't, can't remember, remember anything. Any of it. <laughs> but no perception. I can't, I can't pin my internal clock to anything. So the cl- this cluster of memories can help explain why time speeds up with age as older people move further away from this critical period in yeah. their lives. Uh, we, can slow down the ever, we can slow down the ever-quickening pace of life, perhaps, improving cognitive abilities, especially attention and memory can help us fine-tune our internal pacemakers so that's one reason so a lot of what people say is oh god as i get older the time seems to go so much quicker it must be the quickening <laughs> yeah it's not yeah, yeah yeah i can i can appreciate that like um it does feel like it but when you're young and fuck all's happened and your brain is preoccupied with assimilating all information that's coming its way when you're a newborn a week must feel like a thousand years because your brain's like what's that i can touch i can see what i can smell but when you're like 80 you're like nah, I 
fuck me, I've just shat myself anyway. <laughs> shat myself. Who am I? So, um, next theory is consciousness and technology. Yes, brah! So, every year, it feels like time speeds up a little more. It does. One minute, it's Christmas, and you're enjoying your lovely Christmas dinner. 365 days later. And in... In the flash of, uh, in the flash, you're out in the sun and it's summer again. Yeah. Like so, six months just goes just by like whizzes past. Whizzes past. So, um, whizz is a word that needs to be used more often. Whizz, yeah. I know I do this every year when planting, planning in my mind on planting seeds to grow for the year. I always prepare in my mind to do it early and get it ahead. <laughs> yeah. And before you know it, it's April and I haven't planted a single seed. Yeah, yeah. Y- your internal time clock runs very quick. Yeah, it just like it happens so fast. Time so fast <laughs> yeah. I think mine runs run slow because I'm like, why aren't you doing that? You're like, I've got loads of time next thing you know. It's April and I haven't <laughs> done it, yeah. So why do we feel this way? What could be causing it? Well, there's, a, like you say, in, in individually... There's, it's difficult to quantify because everyone feels and experiences reality differently, including time. Like you've, you've probably, f- you feel like this podcast has probably gone a lot quicker than than I do because you're you're concentrating on research and stuff. Whereas me listening, pa- participating in the conversation, it's probably completely different. Yeah. So, um, some evidence has found that our constant use of technology is making our brains more efficient at processing information. And as a result, is tricking us into thinking time is passing faster than it really is. So there are indications that interacting with technology and our technological society, uh, sorry, technocentric societies has increased the pace of time within us. So while this may help us work faster, it also does make us feel more uh, pressured in time. Yeah. So even though our near um, constant use of technology is relatively new phenomenon. The perception of time speeding up has actually concerned people for centuries. So that's f- so it's wrong then. Not no, not really. So as far back as the French Revolution, it was reported that people complained about how pace of modern life seemed to run away with them. So it's just a it's a general theme that modern life and the pace change, things speeding up in terms of technologies actually makes people perceive time quicker. So do you think that's got something... Quicker. Like, if, 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 for instance, you were, like, caveman still, like, just a man running around in a cave, whacking things, do you, do you think you'd even be contemplating time? Is it? No, f- they wouldn't. Well, no, because things like... It's a day-by-day day basis, time, then, isn't it? Time fol- they would go by night and day, day and night, night and day. Yeah, so our ability night. to measure time... It's like you, you've known, you know too much information. Now. You're looking at seconds and nanoseconds and hours. Fucking stop it, humans. Yeah, of course, yeah. you think you're looking at too much information. It's killing you. But we all know tech has come on leaps and bounds in the last 20 years. So, too, and right. particularly with the invention of the smartphone. So we are constantly plugged into technology. Our phones now are almost an extension of our bodies. They are. And people feel lost without Absolutely, them. they do. Um, so hundred percent. That's bad. It is bad, but it has come to it that you yeah, need yeah. your phone because for me, like I feel like I sometimes need my phone. Not it's not for things like social media or anything like that. It's for information mm-hmm. for me. What if something happens and I'm not yeah, connected yeah. to it to find out? Why if I need to do something and I yeah. can't? We yeah. I'm a fucking so cyborg. People always um uh. So people are always online, and their computers are smartphones. So um. And tests done on people who always use their devices found that they overestimated the amount of time that had passed to those who rarely use technology. Really? Yeah. So while sitting in a room, they think 
that an hour, people using technology think that um, an hour had passed when in fact only 50 minutes had passed. So the perception difference between... Um, That's a big percent though, it's not a small yeah, it's like, amount. So they, they f- those people felt more stressed in that situation because they're more likely to feel like time was running out than their disconnected peers. So people who were not using technology and not using phones and all of that stuff every single day, every single second, computers and phones and whatever else, do actually perceive time to go slower than the people that do use it all the time. Do you think that's got something to do with like deadlines? Because a lot of, I mean, I could well, imagine yeah, I mean, the majority of people have got deadlines. You've got to get this done by then. A lot of people who like... So you uh, are clock watching. I use technology a lot because my job asks me to. I have to sit at a machine constantly using new uh, new applications and new this and new that and thinking about clever ways of using that technology to create stuff. I, that you know, So I'm plugged into that because that's how I make my living. Whereas you plug in to to technology in more in your time away from work yeah like in in terms of laptops and yeah, you yeah, know yeah. And using the internet and yeah. all that stuff uh, but because we both are plugged in though in a form we we saw probably but there's dead you know deadlines and things happening in your jobs and so you know there's that but there's that time pressure because you actually think oh crap i've got enough time when actually you probably do have enough time but you there's don't always enough time you don't your perception of time is shorter than it actually is so you feel like you've got less time than you have mm. yeah 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 okay that makes sense yeah so um but they also did tests on people that are, aren't plugged in aren't tapped in all the time like so people living in tribes and shit well no no just like people who don't use technology as much because there are people out there who don't let's face it there are people who say oh, i'm fucking shit at technology i don't use it i don't go i'm not on social media i'm not on any of that crap like grants and stuff well, the <coughs> not even people of in our generation, perhaps not so much the people in the generations below us, but because sort of such a big technological advance has happened in our kind of formative years. You have to get on board so you don't get left but behind. But there are still people who are, oh, shit, you know, I say our mates of like ours. Like Rob? Oh, I'm shit at use, yeah, like, I'm shit. Uh, he doesn't watch TV, doesn't really use his phone, he doesn't go on social media that much. He knows he how to make porn work on he his works, phone. He works, he works. But he doesn't have to do it. He anything does his <laughs> job. That's basically he works a lot. And like, do you know what I mean? So there are people in our our sort of, of vicinity that don't use so he'd be a good person to, to test it on. But they found that um people who are unplugged and rarely use tech, um had but had seen say an advertisement about tech, say like the latest iPad or the latest new iPhone or Samsung or whatever, um, perceived time passing more quickly than that than those who had read an excerpt from a non-technological novel. Really? So even just perceiving the idea of technology Hang made them on. perceive time to go quicker no. than the people that hadn't. Okay, okay. so it's something internal then. Just thinking about... Thinking, thinking about... Thinking about the pace of time and the, the this sort of like the pace... Like, like the French people, the pace of modern life, just even perceiving the pace of that modern life and what's in it Makes them perceive time. The to observer go faster. effect, man. Yeah, it's not the quickening; it's the observer effect. There you go. That's a new effect. It's not a new effect. We're going to go into it. So, um, it's almost like people are trying to keep up with tech themselves, trying to be more efficient, speeding up their own minds and internal pacemakers in order to be at one with the tech advancements. Hmm. So, but 
don't before you all freak out. The <laughs> robots, man. It's the robots. They're trying to infiltrate our minds. Yeah, throw your phone it. down the toilet because it's stealing, you know, the precious time stealing that you have. Stealing your life, man. Uh, the advice and the advice that is quite constantly drilled into us to take a step back from technology and use, um, you know, use our. Use, use that outside, time. Go outside. Use that time to go outside, plant some seeds, exercise, have bake a, a cake, have a wank, read a book, <laughs> whatever you whatever you fancy. But something away from that, meditate. You know, something away from that kind of just constant like being plugged in, looking at information, That's absorbing cra- information. Crazy, that is. That even just like looking at adverts and thinking about technology can distort your perception of time. Yeah. We're all fucked. So doing such things will bring more balance back to your perceptions of like normal what's what's perceived as normal time and and our minds and internal clocks can slow down uh, so we're not always feeling like we're running out of time um but but we are running out of time though everybody well, everyone is at, uh, in a normal kind second of perception second. of what time should be so this is also there is also an argument for tech actually helping us process information more efficiently and actually become faster at performing ta- tasks. Yeah, yeah, they, but which, it all comes with there's always like pros and cons, isn't there? Which could help us save time in the long run. So you know, having that banging retirement. But so there's good news and bad news. The good news is the theory uh, that time isn't actually speeding up at all. It's just our brains are. And the bad news is that we're all too busy using technology to appreciate the extra time that it buys us pretty ironic yeah it is in it but that's life i guess (laughs) yeah so here's the the most well researched and the most likely outcome (laughs) the most (laughs) the mayan prophecy and the (sighs) ethereal movement of time you know what no it's it's definitely that you don't need any of these fucking sigmund freud resonance in the atmosphere 97.1 gigahertz this is the real deal the deal yeah it's it's the, the mayans so, seventh-century Mayan prophet Pascal Voltan or Votan. You can call him anything you like. No one you could call it Captain Lanchabe Pas- and nobody Pasquale Votan um, proclaimed: "If humanity wishes to save itself from the biospheric destruction, it must return to living in natural time." When was this? Seventh century. Yeah, he's got some smarts, that bloke. Yeah, he foretold the seventh century. What kind of crazy places were he going to? Oh back God, then? it's like that. Cent- when we were, what was it? What podcast were we talking about? The the feral children. We got all the centuries bottled up. No, no, it's not <laughs> that. It's like he's saying step away from the seventh century bustle and hustle and bustle and get back to nature. No, no, You're no. Living in- he foretold. So this is what he's oh, foretelling oh. for us. Oh, okay. So um, he foretold of our accelerated technological society and the resulting damage of of our collective divergence from natural law in in exchange for materialistic values really it's crazy isn't it how ahead of the game was captain lampshade back then yeah that's amazing whatever his name was that's incredible they had the foresight then yeah so voltan uh voltan voltan he's got the baddest name ever voltan um call is alerting this pro- you know, this all prophecies, but alerting us to present day humanity that our biological process is transforming, approaching the culmination of a two uh, twenty six thousand year evolutionary program. What? Bringing ha- the bringing the return of universal telepathy and what heightened sense of cap- capacity, <laughs> a self reflective consciousness. This is a return to the sacred domain of our inner technology. <laughs> okay. Right. 
See. But it's like, so this is kind of like, you know how you say like the, the Gebekli Tepe people were yeah. like super clever. Well, apparently we've got been. dumb since then. Might have been. And that we're supposed to go back to some kind of previous form that we once had hold Does of. Does it mean physical form or just like, you know, just well, general, just all of it reboot the human? So now this is where it gets funny for me because the grand cycle of evolution will culminate winter solstice in December 2012, 20, uh, 21, 2012 AD. So that's that already been and gone. Yeah, we were in I remember that mm. when the world was meant to end. Me and you in Sainsbury's. We were right. walking around Sainsbury's looking at the clock and I was like, right, at the end of the world's happening now. I was like, this is boring, man. <laughs> yeah. Little did I know <laughs> that in eight years' time, the end of the world would literally be happening. It's not the end of the world. Yes, it is. It's the end of us all. Burp. So this has come to be known as a few things throughout, you know, from different perspectives. The time of trial on earth, judgment day, the time of great purification, the end of this creation, the quickening, the end of time as we know it, the shift of ages. So the completion of the quickening we'll go for because that's what the okay, so Yeah, about. I want to know what, what it, how it ends. Brings regeneration of earth. Offering awakening to all who have open, willing hearts. It's fucking Bible. That sounds yeah. really Bible, isn't There's it? a lot of, like, uh, religious tie-ins as well, which I didn't go into. The reawakening of the earth. I started reading about the Bible and I got a bit annoyed. Yeah, so scared. I didn't. The reawakening of the earth. So many when did it fall asleep? Well. What's it going to say when it wakes up? So many people spoke Raise of these vibrations. last days of the great cycle, including the Maya, the Hopi, Egyptians. The Hopis are bang on. The Kabbalists. The essence, essence, the Oreo, oral, the Oreo cookie people, the Oreo cookie people, massive Oreos for heads, Curo, elders of Peru, the Najavo or Navjo, Cherokee, the Apache, the oh, some of these words, the Iroquois, confidentiary, the Dogon tribe, and the Aborigines. Wasn't the Navajo one of the ones you said? That was the only one I think I knew in that. I wouldn't have bothered uh, even trying to read them. No. Oh, the Navajo. Oh, I wouldn't even yeah, try to read them. I, just, I, I said Navjo. I would have Navjos. The, the Navjo Navjos. people. I the Navajos. That's, like, yeah. uh, that's the thing. Cause like, you David, must have butchered the others. Because if I knew one, there's the other. People are All <laughs> of those are wrong. I got the Mayas right. And maybe the Aborigines. And yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. And the Navjos. Um, so the Mayan uh, people were keen on the astrological cycle where um, we call the perception of the equinoxes a procession precession of the equinoxes the this is close to a 26,000 year cycle in which the earth transits through each of the 12 signs of the zodiac oh god get your fucking tarot cards out and your <laughs> for crystal ball for about 21 um 2152 years so, uh, sumerians tibetans egyptians cherokees hopi and the mayans refer to this same 26,000 year cycle in their mystical belief um, so there's a, there's systems. A, what it's, so, is this, it's, so there is a cycle <coughs> a cycle that they've picked up on. Well, they yeah? must be because they're all talk about it. Or it doesn't mean that like, the world's going to be re- like, born and your well, vibrations are going to be lifted to the eighth dimension. Some people go, go in that, on that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. It just means that them, them clever dudes back then had figured out and measured patterns. Yeah. But they did, but they a lot of them developed their calendars and the calendars we work on today from this great cycle yeah well you would do so um the long count in the mind calendar shows evolution since the beginning of time 
and the quickening of time. The quickening. And has long predicted a golden age. It tells of a divine plan or schedule to move evolution forward. The completion of advanced and mature stages of the development of human consciousness, where human beings become fully aware of a spiritual and co-creative natures and achieve what we commonly refer to as enlightenment. Mm. You see, the thing is, the Mayans sound all smart, but they um, probably wouldn't, I wouldn't pay too much attention dumb, to it because they couldn't even predict how many days there were in a year yeah. properly. And they also kill like, loads of people on the tops of them. Like, um, Pyramids. Yeah, and they just chop them to bits. Probably don't, don't listen to them. Yeah, maybe not. And, the and they're all dead and anyway. And the Egyptians just like, same. Made oh, they were pyram- aliens. They're like, well. They're 100% aliens. 100%. Fact. So, um, and here, okay, this is where it gets really weird. It gets weirder. Yeah, so. Um, Perhaps when you see belts. And, the, and this is where I think people just go a bit crazy with it. Oh, no, you have to go there. When you find shreds of like information <laughs> where you do, do a topic and it starts you're talking to about fairies and shit, absolutely. Go so, for it. And here is how this change is supposed to go. Um, the changes within the within the earth are affecting sleep patterns, relationships, people's ability to regulate their immune systems, and of course the th- the theme here: people's perception of time. When when was that written? Oh, I don't know. So that there was, d- there was wasn't the Mayans so writing that. No, no, this is this that's is somebody other writing people. it after and going. Yeah. Oh, immune systems say that as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this is where it is. <laughs> so where we are particularly. Um, we are apparently, according to the prophecy, living in a process of initiation, prefer- preparing ourselves for the tremendous time of change within tremendous. our bodies. Tremendous. Tremendous. Symptoms of this change can be migraine headaches. Oh, God. Tiredness. Electrical sensations in the limbs and spinal column. Cramps in muscular networks. Flu-like symptoms. Oh, God. <gasps> intense dreams. Oh, God. Have you heard <laughs> that recently? What's that? People having really intense dreams during I'm, this time. Of I'm not surprised they're living through an actual apocalyptic, apocalyptic scenario. Apocalyptic you should be having event. an intense dream. You should just dreaming about fucking normal stuff. Then. So I wrote in brackets here, lol, such a bunch of so a bunch of things that everyone feels at some point in their life. Yeah, just be, being alive. <laughs> just being alive. Yeah. So are you ready for this? Go on. Feeling these types of symptoms shows that our bodies are already beginning to change. A new light body is being created. A light body? Our DNA is being reprogrammed from the universe. Is it? We are moving from two-strand DNA to back to 12. Back to 12. Back to 12, apparently. So we must have some evidence. There was some tw- must have like a, p- a 12-stranded piece of DNA somewhere <laughs> in a mind goblet. intuitive and healing abilities will emerge. Each year, these changes will increase tenfold. Oh God. Or <laughs> our eyes will become... <laughs> <laughs> He's struggling. <laughs> our eyes will become cat-like in order to adjust what? to the new atmospheric and atmosphere and light. Really? That's some food for thought, isn't it? it yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> what you're gonna uh, get cat's eyes because because apparently everything's changed. So that you get twelve stranded DNA. That's as far eyes. as I could go with that with that nonsense. <laughs> it's not nonsense. Well, no, that's I think someone's belief. Someone, someone out there <laughs> believes that shit. Some div. <laughs> so thoughts. What what are your thoughts? on wi- like, what do you think is the most likely reason we are perceiving time <clears> differently? <throat> Mine are technology and our consciousness perceiving technology is making us perceive time quicker and also age yeah i think it, the proportional theory that you came up with was something that i, I didn't come up with that that's well, not my well, theory no, something you, yeah you did <laughs> when you say come up with i'm not taking it. credit for that just so we just yeah, so so it was, uh, we're sure of that <laughs> april the 18th 2020 i came up with a proportional theory to explain time <laughs> someone out there be like uh no you didn't <laughs> well that you 
postulated, be put forth in this podcast is something that I'd read before. And it makes more sense to me that as, um, as, as a, a newborn or a youngster, you do perceive time elapsing a lot slower because everything is new and your brain's assimilating all information. But as you get older, mm. you get into rhythms. You're not as easily... Oh, look, a bee! That, I mean, no one says that when you... Uh, you know I, I mean, mean, I know so when we... Play with rocks. And, and as you get older, it just it gradually speeds up because you've seen it all a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, I know when we've it. talked about it. at that point. Get it over. <laughs> just dead. Uh, I know when we've talked about like the idea of the quickening just in passing general conversation that we've had on our random little walks um, is that we've talked about age quite a lot about, you know, and how, you know, you perceive time as a kid so much faster. Like, so when I started looking into this and a lot of what I was finding was quite nonsensical, really, like for me, nothing had real, like proper research behind it or any kind so then I started looking in in typing in different things trying to find out as a reasons for why time dilation and time perception would change came up with you know found a whole bunch of stuff on consciousness technology age you know the movement of time through your lifespan Mm. so for me those are the things that make the most sense like yes technology is definitely making us perceive time because we are processing so much more than say perhaps our grandparents did I think our parents yeah I think technology is doing it not necessarily it's doing it it, it's not doing but it. We're doing it because we're constantly 100% engaged when we're on, on the I computer or a device, and I that makes time go quicker. Yeah, I do think that age, because this the sense of time moving faster isn't new. Lots of people felt it in the past. So I think the fact that they have felt it in the past means that it's probably something to do with age and the, the, the proportional kind of lifetime span thing. No, what you're saying is all about raising your vibrations to the 12th dimension. So the, and that we're, we're getting DNA, and, getting cat eyes. and that we're getting cat eyes. It's about that. It's, about that. it's, about it's got that. nothing to do nothing with to just do being with alive and having a normal human yeah. life <laughs> and then experiencing things. And our internal pacemakers, no, it's nothing to do with that. It's all to do with becoming enlightened. It's interesting though that like time, even the perception of time is different. It, it it is a constant, but it's not a constant. But yeah, even between you and I, like you know, you might perceive time on a day to day basis way faster than I do, but then you might perceive it on a long term effect slightly. You know, in the I bet you at the moment I'm I'm experiencing it going faster. quicker because yeah. you're at work upstairs. I've, and I've I'm not at the moment. Even, my relative my time um, is feels like it's going really slow your time bubble slowed right down slowed right down yeah because it's not near it does seem it seems so long that we've been in isolation and it hasn't been that long it's been like four weeks like if i was just going through normal life now those four weeks would have just flown by but because of this situation is changing my perception because it feels like it doesn't feel great. That's yeah, for probably me, why. But Tom... Quarantine, I say it will be over about th- by this afternoon. <laughs> We've got at least another three weeks. Probably going to be more like another five to six weeks. But it'll be over by this afternoon. Yeah, that's it. It's gone. It's just going to shoot by. It's not when you sleep as well. Time just... Or when you're... Like you say, when you've had... Um, when you're under anaesthetic. That shows where the, the, the actual real mechanism of time well, is, is seated. That, de- it is, it has co- to be yeah. in your... The perception of it has to be within your brain because when you're knocked out... You can't... For, yeah. like, for an anaesthetic, th- there is no, no perception of time. Time nothing. doesn't exist. So when you sleep, so, you you know, the circadian rhythm, like that actually, you, you're, still, you're still aware of, of time um, moving. Um, yeah, although yeah. when you dream, you 
perceive time to be going a lot slower well, in the like dream. You're in di- yeah. It's yeah. only a few seconds, but in the dream, it feels like hours, you know. And you're in a simulation. Yeah. So, but when you are under anaesthetic, they close down the the fundamental part of your brain that make you, that make you perceive the movement of time. So... You literally like, and I have been under anaesthetic once, and so, so you got they're like, okay, so I I remember it vividly. They were like, I'd put all my stuff on wrong. I'd put my gown on and my socks on or backwards. So they were like, let's sort you out, love. I was like, okay, shit. So I put my gown on right, and then they put my socks on right because they make you wear those socks and stop you getting clots, don't they? And and um, they make you wear them gowns that were open at the back just in case Jimmy Savile's in the hospital. Yeah, and I put it round the other way, so it was open at the front. Wait. Getting the old front <laughs> bum out for everyone. And what are you doing? And you I had tripping? these I had some like ridiculous pants on that, you know, like made out of I don't know like paper. Paper. <laughs> I told you you shouldn't have put them on when you and, went that morning. And then um they they say, right, count back from ten. So you and you know you get to about five in your memory and then that's it. And then you wake up, yeah. And they're like, "Okay, you you're all right, darling. You just had a, a four hour, uh, you know, experience." Tit job. And and they, you know, that that you had a little this, and that you're okay though. And like you're like, what? I four just hours. fell. As- I literally just fell asleep. And like four hours has passed. Plus, <laughs> in the time afterwards, so I was conscious, but I was slipping in and out of consciousness. I think because oh, when you were coming out of it. So they put me in a bed in like um. Uh, what's it called? A like ward. A, a ward. And I fell asleep a few times or, or, or like went in and out. So I was very drowsy going in and out of consciousness. And what I had perceived as about an hour had in fact been about five. Mm. And I remember thinking when I really s- properly came around, I was thinking, fuck, it's like 8 p.m. at night and nobody, you, mum and dad, no one knew and I'd not contacted anyone telling them I was all right. Because you were tripping in the land before time. I was tripping. So I was gangster tripping in a bed in the hospital going, You were the, the land before time, I? there was no time. <laughs> and then after that, that, that whole day, night was all a blur of like, what? Yeah. I just no idea what happened to me. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Otherwise it'd be like knife, knife memories. Yeah. Like being, being killed. Like and being I had the tiniest little operation as well. It seemed like a hell of a lot of like... Like, because the anaesthetic is what took me took longer to go overcome that, over, get over having that than it did the actual like operation itself. Because it yeah. was only a tiny little like incision they had to make. Mm. But yeah, time is speeding up. There you go. That was good. That I enjoyed that. That worked. That's that w- like my first sciencey one. I was thinking, oh god, I hope they don't sound. Sciencey ones are good, man. Sciencey ones are hard though, because you got to sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, you don't. It's this podcast <laughs> next week is the scienceiest one ever. Oh but it's not going to be because I'm not going to include all the science bits and we'll just have fun. Everyone will know what I'm all about. If you really want to like research any of the bits and pieces, you don't have to make it like mad. Yeah, I think you, you can't. You, like, people you, will just go could, and look into you, it themselves. You can go and on and on and on and it, you'd just be here for hours. Yeah, so. this is just so people can get the idea. What yeah. The quickening, time, exp- it feels like time's, okay, I'll have a look at that. Yeah. Or they just listen and have a laugh and then That's carry, the idea. carry on with their life. With forget their life. about dying in a pandemic. Don't be a dick in a pandemic. <laughs> If you don't know what that is, look up. There's some granny just giving like... Grimes gran. Grimes gran, giving advice. Yeah, it's like this 80-year-old woman and she's just giving you tips on how to survive a pandemic. And to not how not to be a dick in a pandemic. So like (laughs) going out and like having little fucking picnics in the park on a pandemic. You deserve to die. Well, 
No, no one deserves to die. Yeah, they fucking do. I said it. What are you going to do? <laughs> I can't take it back. It's out there. All right, fellow robots, <laughs> whoever you are. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, that's wicked. Yeah, nice one. Um, Was there anything you wanted to... No, you need to round your episode out with what, the stuff you said at the end. What do we usually say at the end? If you want to win some stuff, some stickers. Oh, well, I did that at the beginning. Oh, if you, you want to win shit, share shit. Do us some lovely five-star reviews because, you know, we're just brilliant and that you love us all. And um, hopefully Rob will be back soon. We miss him. Rob. Bye, Rob. Uh, yeah. So we'll, me and Rob will do something next week, I would imagine. Yeah. And then obviously we've got a, a normal pod the following weekend. Normal service is And I'm, I'm excited for my next one. Oh I'm not yeah. going to tell you what it is. Don't tell me. I don't need to know. So I think that will round us off and we'll see you during the week. Bye, Felicia's. Bye.